What is good, good people? You are now listening to another episode of At The Plate with Danny Foxworth. I am your humble narrator, Danny Foxworth. And once again, we're joined by an extremely special guest. He's born and raised in Arizona, currently residing in Sacktown. We got my man Retro Rob in the building. Rob, what's good, bro? What's good, Danny? How you doing, man? Good to man, be here. Absolutely, man. Good to have you on, man. So, um, just a brief rundown here. So, what were you, what were your earliest baseball memories growing up in Arizona? Man, so my earliest uh, baseball memories for myself was uh, playing t-ball and uh, hitting the ball, running to third base, not first. Uh, and then, <laughs> yeah, that was that was my first uh, my first little snafu on on the field. And then, uh, as far as pro ball goes, like just uh, going to spring training games with my dad um, up in Tucson. The Indians used to spring train up there. So that's really where I uh, became my fandom there. My, and my pops, he's originally from, from Cleveland. So that's where he, he became a fan. Okay. Word. Yeah. So um, what were some of your favorite moments with the uh, Indians? Man, there's so many. Um, there's, there's a lot of classic moments, if you want to be honest, with with the whole Cleveland franchise. A lot of heartbreak, uh, as as many know. Uh, we haven't won a World Series in forever. Uh, the, I think we're the we have the longest drought now uh, since the Cubs beat us in uh, 2016. I think our last World Series was 1948. Um, oh wow! So lots of yeah, lots of. Lots of heartbreak for me, um, especially in the 90s when we had a squads in the 90s. We had Kenny Lofton, Albert Bell, Manny Ramirez, uh, you know, Charles Nagy. We even had Oral Hershiser, the Bulldog, um, you know. So, like, some of my my favorite memories, because uh, Kenny, Kenny Lofton is, is my favorite Indian of all time. So, yeah. uh, my my favorite memory of him is back in the, uh, it was the 95 uh, ALCS. Uh, when he stole, he, he took home um, on a pass ball from Randy Johnson from second base. That's uh, crazy. Is crazy and unheard of. Uh, the dude had speed, and a lot of people don't know that he was a two sport athlete. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he played he, he played college ball for uh, U, U of A, which is my favorite college, and uh, played played for Lute Olson, um, and had like a, he held the steals record for a while too at U of A. Um, I think until Jason Terry broke it um, in like 98. Um, but yeah, man, Kenny Lofton was a stud. That was like probably my favorite memory. And then uh, even going back to that, uh, that era, uh, Albert Bell. So I don't know if you remember the the whole court bat yes. scenes, right? Yes. <laughs> so there was that, that one game when the, the White Sox, they, they got, they got privy to the idea that he had some cork bats and I think it was, uh, I forgot who the coach was at the time, but he called out the umpires and they basically confiscated Bell's bat that he had that game. And then during the game that was going on, uh, Jason Grimsley, who was a like a relief pitcher, but he wasn't pitching that day. He like snuck up in the dugout or into the office and like made his way over into the umpire's room and stole the bat and switched it out with a Paul Sorrento bat that was not corked. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and you can see how obvious that would be, right? When the umpires go back and they pull the bat out and they're like, Paul Sorrento, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this Paul Sorrento's bat, this ain't Albert Bell. Yeah. Uh, 
So like the Indians ended up getting like a little caught up with that with Bud Selig. I think Albert got a 10 game suspension. Um, and later on, uh, Omar Vizquel wrote a book, uh, basically saying that all of Albert's bats were corked, um, which, you know, it's kind of a shame to hear because Albert yeah. put up some big numbers. You know, he was, he was the first guy who had 50, 50, 50 home runs, 50 doubles, uh, back in 95. Uh, and that was in a short season too, because the strike had happened the mm-hmm. year prior. And so he, he put up 50, 50 in 143 games, which was pretty crazy. Yeah. That's, that's um, wild. Yeah, man. And then my other, you know, recent favorite, you know, memory, uh, you know, 2016, when we, when we got to the world series, that was really unexpected that, that season. I know we had some young guys, you know, I love Francisco Lindor, mm-hmm. Jose Ramirez, uh, you know, but we, uh, we got all the way there and I thought, I thought again, we, we we're going to have it, you know, from, uh, from, from, from the Cubs, you know, and, and, uh, game went, it went to game seven, unfortunately. And I'm sure you remember the the game seven with Raja Davis hit that home run that basically I believe it tied the game up and then uh, the game went to extra innings. And then there was kind of like a little rain delay, which a lot of Cleveland fans are like, that was just, you know, God saying that y'all ain't going to win this World Series again. Uh, and then Jason Hayward gave like that famous speech in the dugout or in the locker room uh, to the Cubs players and they came out and won won that game and took the world series from us. So that was real painful, almost as painful as 97, uh, with the Florida Marlins. Um, you know, we went game seven games in that series as well. Um, and Tony Fernandez had a huge error in that game in the ninth inning that kind of kept or opened up the door for the Marlins to come back on Jose Mesa. Um, and Edgar Renteria ended up hitting that uh, bases loaded single up the middle, right off yep. of Charles Nagy's glove, like yep. right off the tip of his mitt, man. So that was another heartbreaker. I think that was the first time I cried uh, about a baseball game, man. <laughs> Them pesky socks, man. Oh man, it was it was it was painful. It was painful. Man, I remember like Sandy Alomar because like. Yeah. I talked about in the previous episode when I was talking about the hometown team of Charleston Rainbows, he was the first like notable player that I remember watching because he played for the Charleston Rainbows back in back in the uh like mid to late eighties. Like him him and his brother. Yeah. And I remember them and I remember watching yeah, Carlos Baerga. Yeah, and Carlos <laughs> Baerga played for the for the Rainbows too. And it it was just the coolest thing to see them literally start like at single A in my hometown, and then they go on to just become household names in Major League Baseball, especially Sandy Alomar. I mean, he's he played, oh, yeah. God, almost like twenty seasons or something close to it. Yeah, man, because he was in the league. Yeah, for a while. something something close to it. He was. He's 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 still in the league coaching. He's one of our. He's our first base coach right now for really? for the Indians. So he's just entrenched in our in our history. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's he's still coaching. Um. And and what was crazy about Sandy, like he was my dad's favorite player, um, back then too. Because like you know, if you if you recall the Indians, you know, uh, they just had some real dark years back, like from 1960 to like up until like the 80s, they were just terrible. And I remember my dad saying, you know, when I was little, he's like, this guy, Sandy Alomar Jr. is going to change the franchise. You know, he's going to he's going to make us winners. And uh, and sure, 
sure as heck, man. Sandy stuck around and he was like that captain of our team, big six foot five catcher, uh, you know, could hit, could, you know, could feel, could do everything. Yeah. Um, great locker room guy. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah, man, San- Sandy Alomar, he's definitely goes down as one of my favorites too, for sure. Um, 100%. You know, he, yeah, for, for sure. So who are some of your favorite non Cleveland players? Favorite non-Cleveland players, man. Um, probably can, Ken Griffey, Ken Griffey okay. Jr. Yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, I know back in the 90s, Kenny Lofton was always battling with him for, like, the gold glove in center field. Yep. Uh, you know, obviously Kenny had that – or, uh, you know, Griffey had that that power. But, you know, Kenny had that speed. He had the defense. Um, and they and they both were notorious for jumping up the fence and robbing home runs. Yep. You know, so I, I really love the kid. You know, I, I love the fact that when he'd do the home run derby, he'd flip his hat back around. Yeah. Uh, you know, so and I, I had the cleats. I had the baseball uh, batting gloves, you know, like so I was a big Griffey fan for sure. Um, and then outside of Griffey, probably, man, probably I probably go with Barry Bonds, man. Like I, I a lot of people don't particularly care for Barry, but I thought Barry was, you know, is one of the greatest baseball players ever. And it's a shame that, you know, he's not recognized in, in the hall of fame. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you know, people want to assume that he did some stuff. He never was caught. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a, there's always that, but, you know, but coordination for that guy and being able to, you know, hit the ball. Like, I don't care how many steroids you take, it ain't going to help you hit a fastball that's you know 100 miles an hour um you still got to have that hand-eye coordination and just the the knowingness of the strike zone that guy like mm-hmm. you had to put it you had to put it in the zone for him to even swing uh he wasn't chasing nothing you know you, so you took the words right out of my mouth i was going to say one of the most underrated aspects of barry bonds's game was his plate discipline it was yes. unreal yes like he unbelievable I mean, just routinely led the league in walks. Yep. Yeah. Even like with the intentional walks, like, you know, obviously they were intentionally walking them, but combine that with the fact that uh, with his plate discipline, you know, it's, it's incredible, man. He like, I've seen some stats about he had more walks than guys had hits. Uh, You know, like, it's just ridiculous. Like we'll never, we probably will never see that again in our lifetimes. Yeah of somebody with that kind of play discipline and like the fear that he put into the opposing pitchers and, and the managers of like, we don't want to pitch to this guy. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Were there any least favorite Indians players that you had? Least favorite. Yeah. Um, Jose Mesa, Jose Mesa for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Jose, you know, he kind of was, uh, uh, you know, he, wasn't the greatest dude um, from what I heard and read about. Uh, I know him and Omar Vizcal had some beef, um, you know, and even even with Omar, there's been some stuff that happened outside of baseball that wasn't the best, you know, no, ju- no one here to judge a man's character. But, you know, uh, and then, you know, Roberto Alomar, um, you know, I, I wasn't a huge fan of him, you know, mm-hmm. like his, his previous stuff when he was in Baltimore and Toronto. Um, you know, I, I didn't really respect, you know, him when he was spitting on the umpires and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So him and then, um, other Indians players I didn't really care for, uh, you know, 
it's kind of with Albert Bell, man. Like I, I liked Albert, but Albert was, wasn't a nice guy. Um, you know, I, I went to spring training a lot of times and, uh, you know, I was always afraid to go up to Albert and ask for, for an autograph because his nickname was snapper. Like his, oh, his, really? uh, his, yeah, wow. his, his teammates called him snapper because he would snap at any, at any time, any given place. You really never knew what kind of mood he was in. You know, he always had this scowl on his face. Um, you know, so, and then I don't know if you remember the story, um, back in 95 with, uh, Halloween when those kids went and egged his house. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah please, bro. please talk about that. <laughs> So yeah, man, Albert Bell. He, uh, I think it was uh, 1995 uh, Halloween incident with some kids that uh, came to his house on Halloween and they egged his house. And Albert uh, caught wind of it, saw them like running off. He jumped in his truck and chased these kids down, and uh, you know was going to put a beating on them. Uh, you know, just some kids. You know, yeah. out, out being mischievous on Halloween and he freaked out, man. And he ended up getting in trouble for that. Like, I think he got like a, uh, you know, some type of charge. I forgot what it was, but, but yeah, man, he, he chased some kids down just for egg in his house. Um, I was like, that's the last dude that I would try to do something with. You know, yeah. I was, you know, like, like I said, I was scared to go up and ask him for an autograph, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he kind of just had that stigma about him. Um, you know, when, when he first came to the Indians, he was called, you know, his name was Joey Bell. Yeah. You, um, oh, that's right. He, yeah. He, he wasn't known as Albert then. And he had a drinking problem. I think he went to rehab and he got kicked out of some some leagues uh, just for like punching people and just fighting in the like, I think he snapped him on uh, one uh, when he was in the minors. He snapped him, like tore up the whole locker room with a bat, just ripped it all apart. Damn. Um and then there was another incident in spring training where he uh, and some guy was heckling him out in the outfield. I wasn't at this game when it happened, but it's well documented. Some dude was heckling him, and Albert just straight from like left field just took a ball and chucked it and hit the dude right in the chest. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. So uh, you know, I loved his his play on the field. The dude was intense. Uh, he was an intense competitor. I, I, like I respected that, but outside of that, man, he was he was a scary dude. I, you know, I, you know, it was kind of scary to be around that guy and and uh, try to even just come up and talk to him, you know. So yeah, you hear the stories about how much of a malcontent he was, but I didn't realize it was to that extent. Holy smokes! Yeah, man. If you, if, if you look it up, man, there's there's a lot of stories on Albert that aren't aren't too good, um, you know. But hey, you know, he. I, I think that kind of so, like some people, you know, that plays into how good they, they they become. You know what I mean? I think Albert had to be that way to really kind of focus in and and uh, you know and, and be the best that he could be. Yeah. You know, so I I really can't hate on him for that. Um, but yeah, he wasn't the nicest dude, man. <laughs> he would definitely yeah. be on uh, baseball's, you know, starting you know starting nine, uh, you know, a holes of the league. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, I'm definitely have to look into those stories, man. Yeah. So, so now we're going to get into the five question segment. So first and last question are the same question I ask every guest I have on here. And questions two through four are going to be 100% random. So question number one, what were Rob's ideal school lunch items? Oh, my school lunch items, man. So back in the day, Gushers. So uh, I don't remember if you remember the Gushers. Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, the gushers were the bomb. I, I know they make them now, but they just don't seem the same. 
Yeah. Um, but like Gushers was definitely one of my top uh, school items, like for lunch. Um, then other than that, like mom's always hooked it up with a PB and J sandwich. So that was, that was bomb. I had that. What jelly um, did you go with? You know, my, oh man, I went with uh, raspberry. Okay. So raspberry or strawberry. One of those two. Um, yeah. And, and my mom always hooked me up with a great lunch. So, cause like all the other kids would come and like look at my lunch pail and be like, <laughs> what can we get? <laughs> Let me get some of them gushers. Let me get that fruit roll up. You know, like I love fruit roll ups too. Yeah. That was another staple. Um, you know, so mom always hooked me up with a great lunch. Um, you know, and then maybe like a bag of barbecue chips, you know, the Lay's barbecue chips with a bomb. Yeah. Uh, maybe some Funyuns, some classic Funyuns. You know, yeah, you so, can't yeah, have those, a, are, those are probably my lunch items. Yeah, you can't ever go wrong with those. No. Uh, question number two. If you were a player, what would your walk up music be? Oh, man, that's a great question. Uh, probably like because uh, I'm a big I'm a big hip hop fan. So it would definitely be some hip hop. Uh, maybe like some only God could judge me. Uh, okay. Pac, you know what I mean? I love Pac. Um, you know, definitely, definitely hip hop though. I would do some yeah. hip hop, maybe, maybe do a little electric relaxation, you know, Ooh, before. I like that. Okay. You know, just, just throw that one on there, you know, get, get the crowd, you know, cause that's a great beat, you know, like the way that it beat is. kicks off, you know, that, that would be a cool little walk up song too. So probably be all, only God can judge me all eyes on me. Maybe. Um, and then electric rela- relaxation would definitely probably be on there too. Great choices. Great choices. Question number three, if you could be any animal, what animal would you be? Man, any animal, man, probably a, probably a lion, a lion or a tiger man. Cause, uh, you know, they, 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 the king, you know, they're the top of the food chain. Yeah. Um, you know, other than that, maybe like a great white shark too, you know, I think that would be cool. You could, you basically swim all through the ocean and you know nobody's really messing with you except the orca maybe yeah uh, you know killer whales have been uh, taking them out here lately which is kind of crazy yeah the uh, whales well they they they've been putting up numbers this year they have bro <laughs> they and what's crazy is they they get one and then all the other sharks just take off they're yeah. like we out of here you know uh like johnny got eaten we we gone <laughs> <laughs> That might, you know what? That might be the that might be the name of this episode. Johnny got eaten. We go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question number man. four: What's your favorite restaurant from your hometown? Oh man, uh, definitely, probably either Cactus Corners, uh, which was like a pizza joint that we had right around the corner from where I lived. Um, we used to get pizza from there all the time. Uh, either that or. Um, and then in Tucson, there's some great Mexican, great Mexican food in, in Tucson. You know, Southern Arizona has got some excellent uh, Mexican food. So probably El Charo is a, is a good one. Um, that's probably like when I when I go back and visit because I still got family there. My older brother lives there. I got cousins, my nephew. Um, you know, I, I usually go back once a year to watch a U of A basketball game. So when I go back, I usually hit up uh, El Charo or Casa Bolina is another really good one. Okay, cool, cool. How about in Sacktown? What's some, what's a good uh, restaurant recommendation? Ooh, man, Sacramento got some good eats. Uh, depending on what you want, man, they because it's so diverse in Sacramento. You got tons of diversity here, so you got all kinds of different Afghan food. You, you get some Russian food, whatever. Um, but yeah, they they got a lot of good food. So my recommendation probably like uh, 
you know, uh, this, this place called the Tower Cafe, they got like the best breakfast, man. Um, and it, like a lot of people that, that come to Sacramento or that are from Sacramento always like when they come back to town, they go to Tower Cafe and get that French toast. That nice. Tower Cafe French toast. Nice. And last question. What was the last thing that really made you laugh? Oh, man. That's a good question, bro. Um, man, really made me laugh. Probably, uh, actually, <laughs> it just happened last night, actually. Uh, I don't know if you know Damien, uh, my, mm-hmm. my, my boy Damien Perkins. Of course. I'm going uh, I'm to I'm get into him. I'm going well, to bring him up in the, uh, after this. Yeah, right on, dude. So he uh, he sent a text last night during the Jets game that uh, made me drop my phone and laugh. Like it was, it was. I don't know if I want to re- <laughs> like repeat the the text message, but he he made a comment something about you know how the Jets and you know in the in the towers and stuff like this, and I was Ooh. like, oh my god, bro, like yeah. ooh, you know, like like that, you know. It, <laughs> but it was it was a joke though. You know what I mean? Like that's just. That's just Damien, you know, if you know how Damien is, he'd be yeah, saying very, some... very problematic things. Yes. But yeah. but it's but it's very humorous problematic things. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 hum it's very humorous. If you know him, you'll understand that like yeah. the humor to it. And uh yeah, dude, that, that guy makes me laugh big time, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean he he's effortless with it too. Matter of fact, Damien, I still gotta get you on to talk about your angels. And yes. while we're on the subject of Damien, he uh, actually asked me to, well, told me to ask you about the time that he broke your nose. <laughs> of course he did, man, this dude, man, he didn't break my nose. He, so what happened was what had happened was we was wrestling. Like, cause we went to high school together. I've known that dude since 1995, man, we go way back. Um, like he's, he's like a brother to me. Uh, I was just in his wedding back in uh, back in March. Uh, he got married to his beautiful wife, Christine in Cabo. So, you know, congratulations to them again. Um, but yeah, man, we we was wrestling like we we were big WWF fans back in, back in the day. It wasn't WWE yet. Yeah. And uh, so we was in the we was always wrestling, doing moves on each other. And uh, we was in we was in his bedroom, and I was trying to get up from a move. You know, I was I was on the ground. I got up, and he was kind of standing above me. And he just pushed my head down, like right into my own knee. Oh no! It broke my, yeah, it broke my nose. <laughs> what a jerk! <laughs> yeah, what a jerk! Right, Perk the jerk. That's his nickname, bro. Perk the jerk. I like that. That's his nickname, I like bro. That. Uh, because yeah, man, we used to do some messed up stuff to us to each other. We were kids. We like in high school, we took classes together, and this fool would hit. We would hit each other with rulers. You know, he would throw his keys at me like, you know, it was like, you know, pain to that kid is humor. You know what I mean? Oh, like he man. would come up to you and put you in some pain and, and laugh. <laughs> what is his deal? <laughs> <laughs> he's a special being. He's, he's a special dude, man. But yeah, man, Damien, that's that's my guy, man. That's my brother. Word up. And again, Damien, I got to get you on this podcast, man, because you you are uh, just an endless source of entertainment. So he is, man. Rob, if there's anything you want to plug or promote, the floor is yours. Yeah, man. No, I just, uh, you know, want to, want to say thank you to you, Danny, uh, definitely for, uh, for reaching out to me. Um, you know, getting me on here. This is my first time doing something like this, really. Um, jumping on a pod and, uh, 
you know, talking about something I love. You know, I love baseball. I love sports. Um, you know, so definitely I want to give a kudos to you, bro. I follow the show. Um, you know, I've been sharing out, sharing the pod to everybody else, you know, so Man, hopefully your, your, fo- you. your followers have gone up, <laughs> Appreciate uh, it. you know what I mean? So just want to give a shout out to you, bro. Um, other than that, I really don't got much else to plug other than, you know, to everybody, just be kind to yourselves and, and, uh, you know, enjoy life, man. It's short. There you go. Great way to wrap the show up. So thank you for listening. Make sure you like, download, subscribe, tell a friend about the podcast like Rob did. Uh, make sure you follow my YouTube channel. I'm, I'm, you can subscribe at Danny Foxworth 843. I'm almost at 100 subscribers. So again, tell a friend. I'm at like 87 right now. And uh, we're going to get can, that up. We're going to get that up. Yes, sir. And you can catch, <laughs> you can catch the, the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel. And for Rob and myself, this has been another episode of At the Plate with Danny Foxworth. And until next time, y'all be good. Three strikes. Right on. Thank-